In this episode of The Full Nerd, we talk about Microsoft Fall Updates and Intel Innovation. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 272. That is a lot of episodes, but we're still here. We're still talking about technology and the news of the day. We are. Speaking of uh, the news of the day, Mark Hawkman is here in the studio with me. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. Uh, and then on the line, filling in for, for both Brad and uh, Elena, is Dr. Ian <laughs> Cutris of Tech Tech Potato fame. Hello, Ian. It's so what I get both of them merged and just lower quality. Yeah, yeah. That's how that works. You just you, you need a beard. Have you ever grown a beard, Ian? Are you a beard kind of guy? I've no? grown a goatee years and decades ago. Okay, maybe, maybe you should bring it. See, see, then you're halfway between Brad and Elena with the goatee. That's true. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, of half, halfway to uh, to falling asleep, uh, uh, Willis Lai is over on the verticals and horizontals. Hello, Willis. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I am wide awake and uh, happy uh, was, uh, hamburger Wednesday, actually. <laughs> hamburger It's, it's, hamburger it's a Wednesday. national uh, hamburger uh, week. Is or really? or uh, yeah. Starting Monday, it was huh. Hamburger Week. Really? So, uh, yeah. Wait. Go get some yes, hamburgers. Uh, yesterday uh, was later. breaking news. Yesterday was talked like a pirate day. Oh, oh okay. We well, uh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> Brad normally would be all over that. Yeah, but... I guess that's why we skipped the episode yesterday yeah, right. uh, because we didn't want to do the whole episode as a pirate voice. Right. Uh, but no, actually, in in honesty, we were in uh, Mark and I were at Intel Innovation. Mm-hmm. Ian was not. Um, he, but you, I, I assume you you caught in from afar. Intel mm, Innovation. Yes, they, yeah. they had the live stream online. Right. Um, they went up last night. I, think. I have a mm-hmm. 96 tweet tweet storm. Oh, nice. Images from all over. Nice. Oh, fun. All right. Yeah. You, you should check that out. Uh, before we get to that news, though, and before we get to the, the Windows news, I, I have a couple little, I'm going to call this section tidbits, uh, or maybe I should call it Timbits, because then I just think of the <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, a couple things I, I, I want to cover real quickly. Uh, breaking news, I just got in the Zyke Drive. I, I ordered one of these. Um, if you don't know, Gordon was very excited about this. We did a video about it because this is one of the only true USB 4 drives that you can get. You just broke it. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, the, the Zyke. Data so Linus. Z-I-K-E. Uh, and I can't remember the controller in here, but it, it is a true USB 4 controller. Gordon did testing. Uh, I, I need to link the video, but yeah. Yep. So I pre-ordered it. Uh, I think they had an Indiegogo or one of those pre-order campaign kind of, or it's not a pre-order. It's a whatever, you know, you know, I need one of those my Thunderbolt dock testing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was, uh, it was kind of in stuck because they, they weren't uh, shipping it out. They were like, Oh, Hey, we can't get access where there's a shortage of the actual controller. Uh, that's that's in here and i was like man this thing's this thing's not coming out for a while who knows mm. uh but it is here now so we're, we're going to do some more us true usb4 testing uh, which what's the capacity uh no it's, it, this is just the bare drive oh yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. drive in there so it's yeah um, got it yeah I, I don't know exactly which drive uh maybe maybe the makers fastest class ssds no. uh just kidding um and then the other thing we have on this table which uh is taking up a, a lot here and i'm gonna try not to break it is the <laughs> asus rog matrix platinum geforce rtx 4090 so this is uh, technically the the fastest off the shelf forty ninety that you can get. Uh, it went down to to the, the Fremont office, uh, ASUS's Fremont office, to uh, do a quick little interview with one of the project managers. Go go watch that interview is on the the channel. But this is um, 
this is a very special limited edition uh, kind of piece of kit here. Uh, so it, it's got liquid metal on the inside. It's got a 360 millimeter uh, AIO on it, and it is it heavy. is beautiful. It, it is heavy, yeah. And I I just feel like I'm going to break it by looking at it. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah. I, I wanted to do some testing with it, but I, I was going to throw it on like a bench, and I was like. With a with a card this beautiful, you just can't just throw it on a bench and just you know like be like, eh, just treat it like another GPU. So, so next week, I believe, next Thursday, we're gonna do a live build, uh, make, make a a real real pretty um, PC with uh, with this inside of it. So hopefully hopefully join us in and then uh, live, I'll I'll do a little bit of testing too, just to to see how it performs. Um, Very nice. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's just a a quick. Quick little tidbits, I don't, you know, hey. at the top of the show. Uh, but let's get to the the meat of the show. Meat. First up, Microsoft has a, an event planned for tomorrow. They do, uh, and they're going to talk about hardware and software. <laughs> also, the other thing to talk about is that somebody's not going to be there. That's but true. Let's let's start off with uh, what what can you expect from the event? What's sure. what's this event that's going on? Okay. Mark? So first of all, yes, um, Microsoft's holding their. I guess annual uh, fall refresh, and usually that takes that usually encompasses both hardware as well as software. So in this case, we're going to be expecting a couple of new surfaces, probably a successor to the Surface Laptop Studio, which uh, if I can do it, oops, there we go. Ooh. It has that you know Ooh. nice weird folding screen, lovely speakers. Uh, this has uh, sort of a low uh, one of the creator class um, RTX chips in it. Uh, um, Core i this has a Core i seven I believe um, so it's a nice um, you know it's a it's a it's a I like it it's a great laptop it's actually probably the the best Surface laptop that Microsoft makes uh, if you you know if you because they don't really make the Surface Book anymore um, and you know this probably will just uh, we're expecting you know sort of a I'm hoping I don't think it, we're hoping for a thirteenth gen uh, chip we're hoping for the updated uh, RTX. Probably forty sixty or forty fifty, um, you know nothing that outstanding as far as gaming machine. But there's this lovely little tweener content creation uh, segment that a couple of people now play in. Microsoft being one of them, um, and I mean this is really besides the fact that over time the battery life has significantly decreased, and that might just be because I you know I don't have it. You know, I am always hooked up to to, to, to uh, desktop power. Um, you know, this has been a great, great machine. Um, everything from you know, and it even has like a little, even has a little. Oh yeah, you pen. got the little pen, the yeah, little, little pen. flat pen, yeah, which is like scrippingly. I can't even get yep. the damn thing out because it's magnetically attached. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's great. I like it. You know, it's a terrific little machine. Uh, it's a little bit harder to get excited about what we're also expecting, like the, an update to the Surface Go. Um, you know, one of those machines that's really uh, probably one of their highest sellers in terms of volume, but that's also because of the price. Isn't that, is, is that the detachable keyboard one? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like a smaller Surface Pro, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, supposedly they're getting rid of the, the ARM variant in terms of just going with like an N, I think it's an N-series, N6000. Um, we'll have to see what tomorrow holds. Um, you know, you know, it's 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 one of those things that is a viable device. It's not my particular choice of device, but for a certain segment of people who like to go on the road and like a smaller little tablet, uh, really, there's not too much else out there. Um, mm-hmm. So that really fits in that particular niche too. Um, 
you know, we're going to see, uh, and then we're going to, on the flip side of things, we're going to see um, Windows 23H2 probably be discussed or formally announced. Which um, you have an article. Uh, I have linked in the description, and, and it went live on PC World Today. Yep. So th- let's talk things about that, that you would, oh, yeah. oh, you want to? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that in a sec. Just kind of run down the features. Okay. And then the third thing is, of course, yeah, with the news we have today or this week about uh, uh, Chief Product Officer Panos Panay departing Microsoft, Bloomberg report or Bloomberg reporting that he's headed to Amazon to head up the Alexa uh, devices and like you know software stuff um which is um you know as I, I my take on it as i as i wrote for the site was the fact that um you know he was i think sort of in a way the heart and soul of, of microsoft on the consumer side of things i mean it's really easy to make fun of of <laughs> to make fun of him in a way because he was passionate about his products and we live in a world today where passion is not a thing cynicism is 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 kind of the the sort of the driving force of everything and you Definitely know a passionate guy yeah he's a yeah, passionate yeah, yeah. guy i mean it, i, I have gen, a, genuine passion it, it, right. it didn't feel like uh like it, like it was he was doing it just for the and not the just company. on stage too. I mean, you know, we've had a chance to in various things to interact with him. Like I've I've spoken with him one on one, not in a kind of formal interview sense, but just like you know, hey, this is what you know, this is you know what he wanted to know what I thought about the product, and I wanted to know what you know sort of things he was thinking about. So there was like sort of like give and take, and he was he you get the feeling that he was honestly care he honestly cared about what he did, and I think you know if you look at over time how. Uh, Microsoft's product evolved. You know, there was that period of time where he was sort of overseeing Surface, and Surface just took off. And you saw all these different sort of devices. You saw Surface Book, you saw Surface Laptop Go, you saw Surface Go, you saw Surface Laptop Studio. And there was, you can argue the fact that these are just different form factors. They all had the sort of the same shape. They didn't change a whole lot over the years. But at the same time, that ecosystem kind of flourished. Um, and, was, you know, he also oversaw Windows, and there was a lot of at the time, Windows Windows 10 especially was a little was a lot you know had a lot of creative elements to it. Uh, there was that period of time, unfortunately, with like you know Windows Mixed Reality, which didn't take off. But you know you had that sort of that renaissance with like, hey, we're going to put Windows in sort of a 3D space. And so there was a lot of they threw a lot of things at the wall. Not everything stuck, but you know yeah, you kind of see. Pan- Panos's fingerprints in this, and I, I, like I said, it's kind of easy to mock him. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, I mean, the guy is like going to be now doing, you know, Amazon Alexa stuff, and he's going to be showing his daughter. He's going to be saying, "Oh, you know, it's 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 so wonderful that I got to, you know, uh, buy this crate of toilet paper for you know fourteen ninety five on an Amazon screen." I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe. But I mean, I I I really did admire the guy. You really have to, you know, you kind of have people that you like to see and interact with, and I think that he was definitely a driving force behind Microsoft. And it's kind of sad to see him go. Hmm. Um, well, it, we're, we're quick, Ian. Have have you had any interactions with uh, Panos? Yeah. It uh, I never interacted with him directly, hmm. but the companies that we cover, he often appears either on stage right, or via right. video link. Um, and I'll be honest, I felt a lot of those interactions were slightly contrived because they were in presentation mode. That's true. right. It's hard. Do. It's hard to come across as passionate when you're doing a presentation without it seeing like you're trying to play a game or something. 
or like oh um, hey you know now let's let's have so and so come on to talk about xyz and it's like yeah that that is fair. can be very scripted where usually yeah. the surface events where he would he would just kind of like it, it was almost like hey this is my this is my showcase yeah he I, would I walk to, around the yeah, audience yeah. And he would kind of like in, talk to people i mean it was a little bit like you know you'd see in a talk show host a little yeah, bit. but yeah. i mean hey I, you know i liked it i thought it was new it was fresh it was different than some guy up there on the powerpoint which we see in for too sure often for sure so, yeah you know um We've had other people be like the voice of brands suddenly go to either a collaborator or a competitor. Right, right, right. right? And they have to change their Twitter handle from first name underscore company one first Mm -hmm. name underscore Mm -hmm. company two. That's right. Um, But there's going to be some big shoes to fill if they want to have somebody with that amount of charisma still in that position moving forward. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And then... um... I mean, there. So there will be a stream, or no, no, no. There won't no, be there a stream. Be a stream. To, yeah, yeah. But there will be a live event. It's just not going to be streamed out. Yeah. So we're going to have Michael Kreider there from mm-hmm. PC World, and he's going to be there, and he's going to be reporting on what they have, and then filing stories over the course of the day. And as eventually, they may have sort of a recap or a replay of what they have talked about there, mm-hmm. and we'll sort of as a, as a as a the world will see it. But yeah. Well, the that. the question the question I have that I've seen uh people are talking about in in Discord mm-hmm. uh, in our Discord awesome Discord group uh is that do you think he will be there? Do you think no. he, this is his last hurrah and then he's out or I don't even know if he's actually still at Microsoft anymore. I I I honestly don't know that. Oh. Um but no, I think um so basically what happens is that um he's going to be replaced by and you can say three people. So Yusuf Mehdi, he's the uh they've been their consumer guy mm. and um uh, not to. Uh, he he's a very he's he he is a very polished marketing executive. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be uh, he's he's the odds-on candidate to basically lead that particular introduction. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I mean he's he's tough to he's tough to get a read on. I mean I've talked with him as well, and he just is always about the company line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas Panos, you got a sense for uh, you were talking to him as opposed to just a, a Microsoft executive. You know, on occasion, anyways. So yeah, I think that you know Yusuf's going to go ahead and, and, and introduce it, and it's you know it'll be, it'll be fine. I mean, it's, I don't think it's going to be anything different. Um, I think it's worth mentioning though that uh, so you know Pavan Dubalori, he's the GM of Surface. He's going to maintain his position, but he's also going to be in charge of uh, Silicon System devices. So kind of kind of unchanged but you know he's a little bit of a step up for him the interesting thing is that uh there's going to be a new windows and web experiences team re- led by mikhail uh Parkin, and he's the guy that does bing and bing chat right now um and oh, i think it's probably safe to say that i mean you know this is kind of the theme of this whole show right now is that you know, it's AI. I mean, right? it's the theme of everyone's yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, it's AI. It's it's going to be AI. I mean, the guy is. You know, we have Windows Copilot, which is a, a weird ac- uh, amalgamation of um, Bing Chat and uh, kind of Cortana. I mean, it's basically Bing Chat, and it can do a couple of things for you. And we'll talk a little bit on that in a second. Hmm. But I have to imagine that we're going to see just. You know, we're looking at Windows 12 next year. I mean, just more and more in AI and probably more and more in subscriptions, too, if we're going to be honest. You know, Windows 365, Copilot, Word Copilot, these are all things that Microsoft wants you to pay for. And I could see, I really could see something like, you know, we have this little Teams thing in the bottom of our Windows 11 thing that nobody uses because who the hell wants to talk about it? I I always uninstall it. Yeah, exactly. I just don't even show it anymore. (laughs) And I think we'll probably see some sort of push towards that. But again, we'll have to see. I mean, this is going to be his baby. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the the other big thing 
is yeah. Windows 11 23H2. Yeah. Right. And let's talk just a little bit about the features there. I mean, what yeah. we've seen Really there. good article. Once again, oh, go thanks. read it on, on PC World. We'll have sort of a, a little bit more of a review as we come closer to it, too. Um, it's been weird. Normally, at this point in time, you know everything that's going to be in, in the next version of Windows 11 because they basically have traditionally said, okay, at some point in time, we're just going to go ahead and dump it all in the release preview channel. And the release preview hmm. channel is one of their insider channels. It's a beta. You can go ahead and try, test it out and try it. They've done weird things this time around where they've released a feature both in the beta channel, uh, which is, you know, again, testing. Uh, it's generally a commit to, to, to do it. But they've also done it in the release preview channel, and they've sort of staggered this over the last few months. Uh, so some things are in there and some things are not, and some things you expect to be in there, but you're not actually sure if they're going to be in there. So we kind of have to make some guesses at this point in time hmm. based upon what they've shown. Um, and so pretty much everyone believes that Windows Copilot's going to be in 23H2, and then Windows Copilot, again, is something that really not too many people have, have used because you have to have some sort of weird permissions and canary builds and so forth. But again, it's basically like Bing Chat in your, in, in your, um, in your PC with the ability to like turn on Windows dark mode and take a snapshot and really uh, limited functionality. And, 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 um, it, real quick, is, is this in the, the, the the start menu or is this in the no it will the... live down your it will live down your taskbar oh that's the idea oh great uh, oh kind of like Cortana right kind of yeah Cortana's uh, dead I yeah, mean, yeah you know, they yeah. basically in they're, they're oh. taking it out um but you know it's it's great from there's a lot of I think a lot of what we're talking about today is is great from a potential standpoint like the foundations being laid for something that could really be new and interesting and useful as it is right now it's not especially hmm. um. You know, Windows Copilot, again, I mean, there's Bing Chat, sure, people are going to use it. Um, Cortana or, or, or the settings menu to do things like turn on dark mode, okay, yeah, some people are going to use that. But I'm not sure if people are going to realize that Windows Copilot is going to be the, the go-to place for doing stuff like that. Huh. At the same time, I've always been, you know, critical of Windows for a number of things, but one of those, the fact is there's just really not a great help function. I mean, people want to know how to do something in windows. They Google it. Well, there, wait, there's it, a, right? there's a tips app. There's a tips app, but I don't really know how many people a use I, it or yeah. go, go to it. Um, <laughs> it's been a real drawback of windows. Hmm. And if people start like thinking of copilot as the place where they can go to find help tips or find, uh, just do things that they want to do, that's great, but hmm. we're not there yet, and I'm not sure we're going to because it seems like, honestly, that Microsoft almost has to manually add these things in, which makes sense because you don't want this AI to run rampant over your, you know, your your Windows desktop, uh, probably. So that means they're going to have to manually add these functions in, and that's going to be like a manual, laborious process, and I don't know how that's going to really play out. Also, it's going to depend on where they think the the interest lies right like hey yeah, if, right. if we have a, exactly. a, a bunch of things that we could implement but we're, we're manually doing this and right. we're gonna have to prioritize and that's it yeah right exactly now. right that's right no well, you're absolutely right uh i got a couple questions sure. on this mm -hmm. this end for the copilot stuff but first ian do you ever mess around with with pre-release windows like either, either beta or it, it's, preview stuff i i don't Though with, with with a copilot, I could just imagine myself saying, "Copilot, can you uninstall copilot?" 
<laughs> Copilot, where's Cortana? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I played that video again. Covenant it's... got her. Oh, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, 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 but that being said, I do follow some of the um, Windows insiders who actually work at Microsoft. And, and one of the big things that caught my eye was they're updating MS Paint yep. to now. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure if that was in your to talk about list, Mark, but it, the uh, remove backgrounds. Oh, oh, exactly. See, with, 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 uh, you shouldn't mess with perfection, but they're actually updating MS Paint. Interesting. There's actually a couple of things, to be honest with you. I was just busy this week, and one of the things I was trying to do was add some of the apps to it. And Paint came out like right at the time that I'd actually filed it, so it's not in the story. But your oh. hand's absolutely true. Um, can you know, we, so you can tell Copilot to open up Paint and draw you a picture. Eventually, actually, yeah. you probably will be able to. I mean, Paint will have uh, generative AI in it because oh. so does Bing. I mean, really? Bing Chat does. So yes, huh. I mean, that you, I'm sure you probably will actually. Um, and okay, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, it's supposedly that's one of the things they're talking about in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean. But you're absolutely right. Sorry. If you want to go ahead and talk about that, please do. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, they, they, what they showed off was pretty simple. It was just a cat photo, and you could cut the cat out of the photo and make the rest of the well, background. Wait, hold, hold, hold up, hold up. Cut the cat out of the photo? Yeah. We, we yeah, want to see the cat. Or you, you want to replace the background? Oh, replace oh, the background. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I want to add cats to photos, not take them out. Adam's so. trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't remove cats. Yeah, add remove cats. That, that being said, on the generative AI front, I can see them adding things like a basic version of stable diffusion. Mm-hmm. They can't step too much on Adobe's toes, though, mm-hmm. because that's a strong Microsoft partner. If they suddenly start offering features that Adobe charges people for, there's going to be some friction internally. So two thoughts on that. So one, they've had this sort of this feature before, but it was in Paint 3D, which was Paint 3D was deprecated, mm. and it was all this. It was this weird 3D diorama app, but the 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 that the the like the, the tool was there was called Magic Select, hmm. and I thought it was like a wonderful feature. It was kind of Photoshoppy and so forth. And then Microsoft, you know, it, it got buried because nobody like mm. used Paint 3D. So now it is, in fact, in Paint, and I think that's great. And I think that should be you know more of this stuff should be done. There should be more cross pollination with it apps and i am you know i i'm I'm actually totally shocked about like paint and photos are actually getting updates i mean you know photos got its spot fixed back and it's got its uh uh, the filter the automatic the ai adjustments and it's and it's it's supposedly getting additional features well sorry go ahead but WordPad got deprecated. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> Wait, why? Did they take the tabs out? Uh, they want to use Word instead. It's like text editing, Word, and that's there's. Oh, oh, so, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, that's stupid. Yeah, I, so. I still like. But no, seriously, I mean, I, I, Notepad is still there. Yes, it is. Yeah, and it's okay. gotten a little bit better too. It was at tabs. Yep. Ooh, wow. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're having a Actually, right yeah, that's what yeah. I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about notepad. Yeah, yeah. right. Word, WordPad, actually. Yeah. So that. yeah, I mean, you know, um the, the, the apps the, the apps are getting some love and that's that's nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally in favor of that. I'm totally indifferent, you know, in favor of, of and, and them beefing those things up. Um Well, real quick, one of the questions yep. I ha- have about this sure. is that are we only talking about Windows 11, or do you think some of these things like Copilot and app updates are coming to Windows 10? Yeah, I know, right? That's the question. And the answer I would agree with Ian is that no, no, no. they want you to be on Windows 11, and Windows 10 is kind of fading out. I'm still on I Windows s- 10 in my home home. Right I know, now. and I still am on record that Windows 10 is, the, is sort of the majority. It should be the used by most people, but I'm leaning more towards 11, only because it's kind of like I have to pull the plug sometime. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, oh, oh. All, all my new systems are now Windows 11, and yeah. that's purely because I spent the time to make my own Windows 11 build. 
Oh, okay. Well, so I can cut out some of the stuff I don't like. Fancy. Right. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. get rid of some stuff. Uh, well, uh, and then, sorry, we're, we're, we're quick. My my other question is, uh, Copilot, what, what kind of uh, performance hit is it going to take on on a system? What, what are the requirements on that? Well, right now it's it runs in the cloud, so there's really not. Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, okay. it's just the oh, fact okay. that you have to you know assume that you have a connected device. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's the issue. I mean, that's and that is the you know we don't have to do it now, but that is the segue into Meteor Lake mm-hmm. and what they're doing with AI because they Intel wants you to do it locally. Yeah, Microsoft exactly. Yeah, the, really I, I just assumed so it was like, yeah. oh, hey, uh, right. you know, this this thing built into Windows is right. going to leverage the the hardware you have. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And yeah. actually, you know, it's weird because Intel didn't spend any time talking about really Copilot at all, but that actually is mm. one of the most compelling arguments for it because mm. you shouldn't need to be connected to do local AI. And it's weird actually mm. that they didn't mention that once, but that's yeah, that's, that's actually a pretty damn compelling argument um to do it so huh, okay um well before we get to the intel stuff yeah sure. what, what let's just else? run down the rest of the, the features and they're not you know again we're not talking about these huge massive builds of old there's not a whole lot here and in some of the stuff where again we're kind of guessing that they're going to be in there some of them are not uh one thing that is there because it's in there now uh the updated settings homepage, um uh, just a nicer tighter organization of like like the different pages i mean there's there's just okay. stuff there you know collect, you know you get to see all your it's like a dashboard basically and it's 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 nice i mean you, you get to see personalization and your cloud storage and uh whether you're subscribed to xbox game pass and blah 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 it's, okay <laughs> yeah. fine great. subscribe subscribe yeah. subscribe yeah it's great it's great <laughs> um the interesting thing you know we did talk about apps the uh <laughs> this is probably something for this uh rgb oh, lighting yeah dynamic Good. lighting app yeah gordon yeah. has talked a lot about that uh-huh. he, he he he's pretty skeptical that that Microsoft can bring together the RGB ecosystem. Well, there's so many variations, right? All the, right. everything's proprietary. Is well, that right? Well, and most of the companies want to have it under right. their control, of right? Course. Like, yep. yeah. So, how, how much power can Microsoft actually have? And so, so I would slightly disagree with that, mm-hmm. and say that the big OEM partners, the Dells and the HPs, maybe even the Lenovo's, oh, mm-hmm. they would get in on it. Yeah, yeah because yeah, true. It would it would simplify their cost structure. Mm, I so. can see that, but yeah, I mean, somebody like Corsair who's dumped so much money into IQ, mm, right? Yeah. Like they're going to be like, "What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Control it in our app." Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, let's see what else we got. Um, you know, again, we're getting kind of nitty gritty right now. AI recommendations at File Explorer. File Explorer is getting tweaked a little bit, supposedly, where it's going to have sort of a carousel view. But the only way they'll have a carousel view is if you actually have a SharePoint account. Uh, it's a weird thing where you're also going to see, um, you know, Windows 11, Windows 11 is basically synonymous with Windows 11 Home. Uh, Windows 11 Pro is a thing, um, but we don't necessarily always think about it uh, as being a thing. There's only one feature that's in here that gives that's supposedly going to be for Windows 11 Pro, and that's some weird enhanced, richer uh, pre- file preview like if you have Windows 11 Pro you're going to see more information about the file versus the Windows 11 Home it's just like why even bother I don't know why that is but they've said that before so there you go on that um, you know uh, and there's weird. a yeah it is a little bit weird the interesting the, the one uh, one nice thing that I there's a couple of some cool things that I like um, that um, are probably going to be in there. Windows Backup and Restore. Um, the migration from one PC to the other to another has always been kind of a chore. Um, you know, my, all my files carrying over. Um, you know, there was specific companies designed to do that for a while. Um, 
And supposedly what's going to happen is that you're going to see, and I haven't checked this because I haven't, you know, started a new PC. Uh, you're going to see a new Windows backup app, which is going to basically just say, hey, you want to move over to a new PC? Let's just put everything that we can in the cloud. Um, and then sort of the, what they call the out-of-the-box experience for a new Windows 11 build, you're going to see that that interact with that app and just kind of, I guess, migrate as much as you can. I mean, right now... <laughs> um, you can save documents in this cloud. You can save, you know, your pictures and stuff and photos in the cloud and so forth. But, you know, like apps you have to reinstall. And they're trying to facilitate all of that. Mm. Make, it, make it easier. It's, I have an issue with that. Mm. What if I've got a few hundred gigabytes of Steam games? That's Am I going to have to upload it? That's the exception right there. Right? Yep, exactly. Now, Xbox, so, if you had an Xbox, different story. <laughs> it, uh, so the, the mobile phone space, they've had device-to-device transfer of everything. That's... Yep. been a nearly solved problem for quite a while. The fact that Windows hasn't, I guess, just because it's more of an open ecosystem. That's right. Yeah, I mean, because everything that you're transferring over is usually on the Play Store or the Apple Store, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with Windows. I mean, if you ever, if you if you actually happen to download that app from the Windows Store, or the Microsoft Store, you know, you know, sure, that's going to be there. But yes, d- d- not d- many d- people d- don't. D- d- does your H.265 license carry over? No, no. I'm sure you got re, <laughs> to re, sort of re-get that license. Yeah, yeah there's obviously <laughs> hey, another license to it. Bucks 25, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of little bit, bits and pieces. Um, new volume mixers, supposedly. I mean, I think Mike Kreider's been complaining about forever about you know the fact that it's still a pain to switch between headphones and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um Ah, uh, pass keys is an interesting one. We've talked about that before. It's basically using biometrics to log into a website. Uh, supposedly, there's going to be a lot more support, including an actual settings page to manage it. I haven't seen anything uh, in the preview builds to say that's going to happen, so I don't know if it's going to or not. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, anytime that you can move away from a password and just, you know, using your face or something of that sort, I'm in favor. I'm not a security expert, so there might be some implications there, but I think that's great. So... Uh, then that's pretty don't much... ever lose your face yeah, yeah, yeah don't lose your face lose and in face. fact yeah you're right if you grow a beard and so forth you have to log in again that's yeah. an issue oh um, there you go yeah when you get your uh, your goatee in yep fingerprints <laughs> actually they've been the, uh, consistent if the sensor just, it stays as long you as know, you have a finger as long as you have <laughs> actually my wife just sliced off part of her finger oh, when she was ouch. chopping something yeah oh, so no. she was like oh, my pinky gonna be still there I don't know <laughs> Uh, let's see. And then uh, the other thing I like, but you nobody know, uses it, in-field inking for Windows Ink. If you're actually talking about a field in Windows, like the start, you know, if you're like searching in a search box, you can actually ink in it and say, I want to search for potatoes or tech tech potato. And it'll actually interpret that as a look. A search as for text. tech tech potato oh, as text. And that's okay. nice. It yeah, should have worked should. that way for there ages and it hasn't. Yeah. yeah. Merch.techtechpotato.com. So, yes, exactly. We'll just drop a little bit. <laughs> and that's it pretty much it. There's a couple of bits and pieces and so uh, forth. But, okay. you know. Well, hey. do you think there are going to be any surprises tomorrow? Uh, Windows-wise, do you think they'll no, talk about it'll 12? Be... Any mention of 12? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, any mention of, hey, we're looking to the future? No, I don't think so. And the only reason I would say so is because Panos left. I yeah. would think they would want to get in and get out as quickly as possible, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, maybe they will. Maybe they'll go ahead and use that as a distraction and just say, hey, this is the future. And let's not worry about all the other things that we really haven't talked about. I don't know. I mean, it'd be nice to see, and hopefully, there, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, there will be some Windows 12 stuff. Not, not saying there won't be. So. I mean, there's a lot of people in the chat saying they're they're just gonna try to skip 11 altogether, go straight from 10 to 12. <laughs> yeah, but so. you know, I wouldn't expect Windows 12 to be that radically different. It's probably gonna be built upon Windows 11. So if you're yeah. not like Windows 11, I'm not sure you're gonna it'd be like a Windows, Windows 8.1. Mm, yeah so maybe. it'll be a, a 10 11.1 yeah maybe yeah. so maybe so it's it, it, if they made file search faster 
yes. Then everybody's going to move over. Yeah, exactly right. I well, mean, no, it's the right-click menu that still gets me. That's yeah, right-click and then click to get more options. Well, again, like, local AI. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it's, uh, I, again, I, I've edited my Windows 11 image, oh, so yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen anymore. I know. I should, I should do that, too. Well, the one thing that Windows indexing just is supposedly that's supposed to solve the problem of file search. Whatever it is, I, I still can't. Yeah, I can turn on Windows indexing. It doesn't seem to do anything for me. So that's, mm. the, that's the annoying thing about it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they'll fix it and it'll be a subscription service <laughs> there we yeah, go right. uh, should ask Cortana to help I know. out with those features yeah. uh, hey Cortana uh, what did uh, what news came out of Intel Innovation that's what I would ask <laughs> uh, so let's move over to Intel Innovation um, if you want to see a deep deep discussion about Meteor Lake between these two gentlemen uh, go over to our channel uh, you guys recapped your trip to Malaysia right the information you have so far uh, about Meteor Lake and and kind of you know the the the, the actual process and the the tiles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, let's not get too deep into the actual information of of Meteor Lake and and that kind of stuff. And you have a video coming too, right, Ian? Mm-hmm. Yep, I just finished edit- editing it about an hour ago. So. All right. Well, look forward to that. Uh, and then the idea is let's let's just kind of recap Intel innovation from a high level. Yeah, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And so Pat Gelsinger got on stage mm-hmm. eight thirty promptly. Yep. Yesterday morning oh, we we were there, bright eyed and bushy tailed. You were there, there. I was stuck in traffic. Oh yeah, yeah. You, dude, your commute was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say now that everybody's back, the one thing that wasn't in the video with me and Mark about Meteor Lake was the launch date. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We well, know it then. We yep. know it now. Yep. Yeah. So uh, December fourteenth. That's it. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of stuff was talked about, but yeah, I think the the, the biggest thing, obviously, it's and you know what? It's not Meteor Lake. It's officially no. Intel Core Ultra processors, Core Ultra. and it's Core Ultra Series One. That's the other thing too. Yeah. Yes, I was told that at innovation. So Meteor Lake will be Intel Core Series Series Intel Core Ultra Series One, but it'll only be Intel Core Ultra Series One when Intel Core Ultra Series Two, aka Lunar Lake, is released. Because so, then you have to differentiate between one and the other. Yeah. No. No more. No more gens. <laughs> yes. No more. You know, shorthand of 14th gen, 15th gen kind no, of thing. It, series One, Series Two. That's right. Uh, yeah. It sounds like Qualcomm Gen 1, Gen 2. Well, it's, yes, that struck me as well, and it struck some other people who were working at Intel who were complaining about the fact that they have, apparently they have two PhDs whose, special, whose PhDs are in branding who came up with the fact that they're going to get rid of the Core i5, i7, i9 designation and replace it with Core Ultra. There was a little bit of... Well, so so the the, the the big thing that I that with that announcement that kind of went under the radar mm. is that the official name was Intel Core fourteenth generation i five core i five whatever, and it just took out the fourteenth generation. So now your SKU name is about twenty characters shorter. I guess so. I mean, they didn't refer to it. Yes, they didn't refer to it as the fourteenth generation core. Yes, but it is a 14th generation core. So yeah, but it's also the series one. It's yes. the first, the first one. in the series, yes. and yeah. and uh, you're you're a racing fan, right? Isn't this a car thing series? I, I thought I heard when the Xbox <laughs> came out. It's true. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a car person, so right. I don't get this whole series thing. But I mean, at least uh, I mean, because the, the biggest question for me is like, at the end of the day, as long as there's some way to track. Okay, what's the newest one? Oh, it's it's you know you got to have some sort of signifier. So, 
Yeah, but do we? But we also don't know how that's going to translate to the actual naming of parts. Right? No, we don't. So, I, like I, a, one of the questions I asked Michelle Johnston, uh, Whole House, the head of CCG, was whether we're going to see new uh, model numbers, new product, you know, and she she really didn't say say. Yeah. So, <laughs> could the fourteen be in that number or not? Uh, or I mean, there's been. So, yeah. so there, there, there have been some leaks that's, that's right. like Core i5-1005H. Mm-hmm. So uh, imagine your standard five-digit number you get today, and instead of the the first important number being two digits, it's now just one. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It looks like that's still going to continue. I okay. mean, well, it, it, you know, the one thing that I was struck by was the fact that, you know, when you're, when you're talking about these things, I mean, it's really it, it's getting more complex to even just discuss the capabilities of each particular chip. I mean, it just goes beyond the, the the product name and the model number, but it also goes into clock speeds and threads and cores and P cores and E cores. And now there's new low power E cores. And then there's going to be the the, 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 the architectures. The architectures. And else. There's going to be there's GPU, four tiles. Right. There's four tiles in Meteor Lake. They're all apparently going to be on their own schedule. Um, we're not going to see sort of an overhaul with each one. I mean, we could see you know the IO tile getting a refresh depending upon the market we could see the soc tile maybe i don't know taking two years for refresh. i mean we don't know as fact and this it's going to be like <laughs> it's going to be even so more complicated much, yeah, there's it's so going to be even preamble more complicated. and, and exp- explanation with each chip before you can get into the meat of what people want to know so it's gonna be, it's, it's mm-hmm. i mean but but that that is the big change right and this is kind of the first uh, not the first but you know like the the revealing of hey, you know what the, this this tile kind of structure, the, right. the fact that we can mix and match and update and and change things. Right. Uh, and we're it, skipping this is kind over, of the, the intro. We're skipping over some of the basics here. You can find yeah, it on yeah. the site. You can find it in the conversation we had with Ian. I mean, we're just kind of going for talking about impressions here. But I mean, do we want to talk about just what it is and what it does, uh, or should we skip that? I mean, no, I I, I think we skip it because yeah, sure. like you guys have a, a really a really post, nice yeah yeah post yeah. release announcement yeah, yeah. discussion. Okay, uh, but uh, the but, <clears throat> the but we saw demos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well not we only did, did we see mm-hmm. demos on stage, they actually had a number of demos on the floor. Yeah. We we have a video that, that Willis is going to be editing uh, that hopefully should get up tomorrow um, of uh, of the demos that, that we saw there. But I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, AI is 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 what mm-hmm. they're they're wanting to, to lead with. Right. Yeah. Can you talk? You, can you talk about? I mean, so we saw we've seen products. We've seen ASUS announce. We've seen MSI. I saw M. We saw MSI systems in Malaysia. You said you saw a system on the show floor. Do you want to talk? Well, about Well, I mean, a- Acer was on stage. Right. That yes. was kind of the mm-hmm. the key partner. They mm-hmm. they brought on Acer. Acer. Swift. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, on the floor, you know, they had a, a number of laptops. Most of them were cover, covered up with you know with tape, so right. you couldn't necessarily look. But I we did notice that. Oh, hey, you know, interesting in the test bar. There's a MSI control center. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an indication of, of of what it is, but I mean that's also nothing new. And we did see de- um, local demonstrations of generative AI and just running on local PCs. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, I in the video I covered uh, there were there was five different use cases. There was Audacity uh, using uh, Refusion, mm-hmm. and, and a, I mean and most of this was Open Vino stuff. Uh, the the mm-hmm. second one was GIMP with with Stable Diffusion and some other Open Open Vino plugins. Uh, the third one was Adobe Lightroom, Lightroom. Uh, with uh, Dino. Uh, the fourth one was um, uh, XSplit and OBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fifth one was uh, Filmora. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So, and, yeah. Oh, oh, I know. Okay. I, I was like, I was like, I think that's the one that Ian uses to, to oh, his, his videos. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the, and 
so I, I kind of covered the, I'm, I covered this in the video, so I, I don't want to spoil it too much. But I, I did just kind of first getting my hands on it uh, and actually like playing with it and, and talking to the people who were doing the demos. One of the things that didn't occur to me, and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm probably the, the stupidest one in the room oh, on this. But so. for me, for the for anything where they're talking about AI or acceleration, I just assumed, OK, well, there's this new NPU mm-hmm. and almost everything they're going to show off is going to be running on that NPU. But what what they mm-hmm. kept hammering home is like, hey, no, they NPU is just a third yep. a third thing in there right. that you can access and some and some things it's good for the NPU some things it's good for the GPU some things it's good for the CPU it's just a, a third option there and and all the demos not all the demos were running on the the NPU so the the uh, the Lightroom one was actually running on the GPU they were talking about how the the new mm-hmm. uh, architecture on the GPUs improved so and and then the other ones were like oh hey uh, oh, I guess the so for the the audacity with the the refusion one, you could actually like pick where you wanted it to go, mm-hmm. you know, and it, so it can be configurable, but but also also with OpenVINO, which maybe you can talk a little bit more because they they tried to describe what what it was to me, but the idea is that hey, uh, the it'll see what you have in your system and it'll hopefully go to the appropriate place uh, where it's going to be fastest, right? For, but, for yeah, OpenVINO, it, it, is that it's like an API is how how it was kind of described. So. Yeah, it's 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 essentially CUDA but a derivative for for for, for the NPU and the NPU is actually silicon that uh, Intel acquired several years ago from a company called Nvidia. So there's been several generations of that product. Um, the thing is, you still have to compile to target. So if you're compiling CPU or GPU or NPU. You can do it all through OpenVINO. It just depends whether you've actually tweaked it or not. Mm-hmm. The, 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 one of the demos they had is they had a stable diffusion demo, which has two halves. Mm-hmm. Now, it's actually, mo- if you, depending on whether you want performance or efficiency, if you want pure efficiency, you run it all on the NPU. Right. If you want the mix of the two, you split it between NPU and GPU. And just because that's the workload separation. And I think the key thing to point out here is that this is Intel's first generation NPU in Meteor Lake. It only does so much performance mm-hmm. because they're still trying it out. Right. But it, um, it's going to be in, just like Thunderbolt 4 was proliferated into a million devices by having it on die, this NPU is going to be in the hands of a million people by the end of next year, and some of those are going to be using it to program next generation, whether that's regular machine learning, whether it's generative... Um, you know, Intel is kind of trying to open the floodgates here, and they're doing it by having these few demos. That being said, in the tech tour last year in Israel, we did see it running on OBS already. Hmm. Well, so the so, the the thing the thing that was kind of especially on the floor, uh, not only in the presentations with Pat, uh, we also sat in on a AI presentation from Robert Halleck, mm-hmm. ex AMD. Yep. Uh, yeah, um, and then yeah, you would talk to Michelle. We have an interview that's going to be going live on that. We, right. we're, we actually have a special edition of the podcast uh, happening tomorrow with Robert and Darren Cruz. Uh, so look forward to that. Let's tune in for that. Uh, it's not going to be live, <laughs> live pre recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're actually supposed to film it. Uh, pre but it, it didn't work out anyway um the um but the biggest talk was like okay what is ai why are people going to want to use it mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. the thing intel you know kind of was hammering home was like hey listen you got to put the cart before the horse we we just want to put out as many ai devices as That's we right. can out there yeah. and hey you know what you tell us what you want to use with it we have some ideas we have some demos but really like we're we're 
we're letting we're, we're putting the hardware out there and letting everyone else kind of lead the charge that was mm-hmm. what they kept hammering in in all the different talks that, that we had so um, well, well, well so they, they did that with avx 512 and nobody used it mm-hmm. they did it with thunderbolt 4 and tons of people have used it you know well all, so, also I, I would like to point out amd would like to point out that yeah. hey they were the first ones with uh, uh, hardware, you know, acceleration yep. Yep. in a chip. So, you know, like it's not just Intel leading the charge. AMD has has already uh, gotten in that as well. Uh, but w- one of the other things that that Robert in his talk talked about was, hey, Intel, what we have is is the the ability to really push hard on the software. Yep. We we have the you know <laughs> the developers, the the relationships, and which I mean is true, and it's kind of the same thing on the Nvidia side too. Like. When you have that many people involved in other companies, especially big companies like Adobe, when you when you you know have have that pull in there to to try to push it, that's something that that other competitors like AMD just have a hard time keeping up with. So, it's also financial backing. If you can pay to put five developers into another company to help optimize their software, not everybody can do that. Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's a, there's a couple of points that Halleck brought up that I just thought were important to mention. So one, they're sort of shooting at like, I mean, he, he gave a hundred, he gave a target of a hundred million AI PCs, which is this concept that <clears throat> Pat Kelsinger has been talking about since last year, uh, by 2025. Now, whether they'll hit that or not, I don't also, know. Also, what's an AI PC? Yeah, right. It's an AI PC. is an it's AI a PC, PC with a CPU. An, yeah, NPU. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's <laughs> no, uh, CPU. Well, it says, they, I believe they say, I think they're looking at NPU, but that's okay. Whatever it might be. Um, <clears throat> so they're using that. The other thing is, is that they uh, they are going to be uh, Alex said that they are going to be releasing benchmarks next month. Um, they said they're working on them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wouldn't say a what the performance is as far as you know relative comparisons to I guess Nvidia and AMD or Qualcomm, and then B they wouldn't say what test they were going to use. So that's a mystery. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out a little bit more about that tomorrow. But maybe we'll find out a little bit more you know in the next month or so. Um, the other thing I wanted to show is, and Ian, you might be interested in this. Um, can you put up that slide, uh, Willis? That one. Uh, they showed a little bit of um, AI roadmap uh, for um, future uh, processors, which I thought was interesting because, oops, and that's the one I, <laughs> that's the one I forgot to put in my story actually. So I will. I've got it up right here. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but it shows off. Um, uh, Meteor Lake, and it shows off mm-hmm. Arrow Lake, and it shows off Lunar Lake. Also, too, I thought that was interesting because I have you seen that picture of Lunar Lake before, Ian? I hadn't. I wasn't the actual chip. Pack. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that, that that diagram was. It has some interesting little stuff around so, it. So, so there was a leaked, unconfirmed photo that I told no nobody should pay attention to. I think two weeks ago, mm-hmm. maybe a month ago, right. showcasing a what was called an Intel die with LPDDR5 mm. or just LPDDR attach, you know, similar to what the Apple processors do today. Right. Now it's not, a, it's not a difficult thing to implement. It's just that Apple's been the big one to herald it from the rooftops. Mm. Um, and the fact that that diagram has it, um, so- I'd actually be more concerned that Lunar Lake looks monolithic. So, so what? Sorry for the audio listeners. We Lunar Lake. They're showing the chip. There's the 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 actual uh, processing tiles kind of in the center, but Mm -hmm. on top there's these two black uh, uh, rectangles. It's a it's above it in like the X Y dimension. It's not above it. Not not three D. It's not stacked. But Mm -hmm. so you're saying that's that's RAM. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, LPDDR, not HBM. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so 2024 is Arrow Lake, and then presumably 2025 is Lunar Lake. So Arrow Lake would have mm-hmm. next-gen CPUs, enhanced GPU and AI. Lunar Lake would have a next-gen NPU. So that's, <laughs> I guess, when we're going to see the next, I guess, potentially the next SOC tile would be Lunar Lake. Which uh, Pat Pat did well, show off a surprise Lunar Lake demo. He did show up on uh, Lake demo. On, mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. you know. No? No. It, that, he said it was uh, Lunar Lake uh, hardware. I, he did. I pick a I pick a bone because he he showed uh, the GIMP demo doing stable diffusion. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually look back on the video, he had several tabs of GIMP open, one of which already had the photo in. Oh, so it didn't actually run the workload, but it was running Windows. Hmm. Okay, okay. So okay. It's, right. it, it's still a plus, but <laughs> m- maybe it would take too long to do it. I don't know, or it wasn't optimized, or it's still early silicon. No, yeah, I didn't catch that. Good, good catch, but I mean, either way, like you know, he's showing off early stuff. They showed it off. You know, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. technically, you yep. know, uh, he. I mean, he made a mention of it, right? And right. It was like, oh, hey, by the way, yeah. yep. this is the first time we're we're showing off this. Yep. Um, the other thing I wanted to actually just point out with Meteor Lake, and I just think it's just, I don't know, I just think it's 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 an interesting angle is the fact that again, it's 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 they're emphasizing low power. I mean, we're talking about the previous. We're talking about performance of 13 gen with the with half the power uh, or 40. It's like mm-hmm. Michelle said, 40 to 50 percent. So I'm not sure what that's what it's going to be. Um, but you know, again, it's I, you know the thread director thing is something that we banged on when it first came out because you're just like, what? Okay, what is this? What does this mean? And you know, in Malaysia, you know, it's interesting. In Malaysia, they said, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to push new workloads, new threads to these low-power E-cores first, and then to the E-cores, and then to the P-cores. And then if it happens to be in a performance situation, we're going to go ahead and start with the E-cores first and then clock up to the P-cores. Interestingly enough, uh, Michelle came over to me specifically at the show, and she said, well, I, you know, because you asked about this, and I went back to my team, and she said, well, there are going to be ways that we can tag high performance threads and start them off the p cores first and i was just like and she's like and and i thought well a that was really nice of her to go ahead and check that out uh and b that was a little bit of a change than what they'd said previously but it's a policy decision um and you know one of the questions i didn't get to ask michelle because of the fact that we were just kind of pressed for time was the fact that hey xeon seems to be bifurcated in terms of you know you get a line for all e cores you get a line for all p cores you know meteor lake and the client seems to split the difference you know a could we see all e cores all p cores and b you know could we see a different like implementation of thread director where we could sort of head push it poor performance because you know you've got this gaming pc segment out there that just demands performance they don't want anything to do with all this low power junk so sounds like the possibility is there at least from a thread director standpoint i don't know about e-cores p-cores you know leaks and so forth but i mean it's just you know it it is you know this ongoing like <laughs> a little bit of a soap opera because you know they're making decisions which not all of their customers agree with, but they're making them for their own reasons, and they're not bad ones either. So, hmm. <clears throat> and it could, it could get, can it get, it, <clears throat> and it can get messy. <laughs> it could get messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because uh, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of opportunities to to configure stuff and mix and match, but also it, it you know, you don't want to stick too much out there then it's like okay well what the hell yeah i mean anybody this get? guy right here right this is the <laughs> fastest 4090 supposedly according to the manufacturer the manufacturer if this was a laptop or wouldn't want to go ahead and have anything to do with e-cores they want <laughs> p 
key cores and the fastest one they get. <laughs> right. So, oh, yeah. and, and Gordon, you know. And yeah. Gordon. Yeah, but exactly. but then Ian's on the other side being like, give me all the e-cores. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, so te- technically that already exists, but in the embedded space with uh, processors like Tremont and stuff. So, yeah. oh, Eckhart Lake, I think it's called. Right. Uh, um, I do do have a question from the channel. Uh, the, the chat. Uh, somebody asked. Uh, crap. Oh, uh, uh, Porina Gaming asked. Uh, how does the NPU differ from VNNI? Do you know? So VNNI, VNNI is an instruction on the CPU. Okay. Uh, that gets executed just like any other instruction. Um, Whereas the NPU um, is essentially a completely different block on the on, uh, it's on the SOC tile, mm-hmm. not on the CPU tile. Right. So it runs in this sort of different regime. You you have to have enough work for it to be worth putting the workload over there, but that amount of work you need is actually fairly small um, to save ultimately save power and latency at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. How it it. it I believe the NPU is accessed like a PCIe device because when you go to task manager on a Meteor Lake device, it shows up on, on the left-hand side of the display as NPU, as a separate um, Which, device. So, And I can confirm that. I, I, I had multiple of the demos bring up the task manager yeah. While while the demo was running, so I could see where it was running, and that, and I was I was surprised to see it there. I I didn't think it was going to yeah. be in in the task manager, so that, that was interesting. And it has it has three sections. It has a compute, uh, copy, and uh, memory. The memory usage uh, mm-hmm. shares the same memory. Um, and but, but but it also means you could potentially in the future have multiple NPUs of different performance or different mm-hmm. levels, and you could have dedicated memory, I suppose, too. Because I mean, that's the whole thing that's the the GPU that like Stable Diffusion it uses like you know VRAM for its execution um, uh, memory, mm-hmm. and so you know I suppose you could have dedicated and and RAM. I don't know if you could call it NPU RAM and yeah. RAM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there we go. There, 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 there's already there's a product RAM, called N. Oh, there's there's already a product yeah. called NRAM. Right. It's uses carbon nanotubes, okay. right? Well, NPRAM, yeah, and yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think the the bigger question, unless there's anything else specifically that was talked for for the the laptop stuff, is okay. Where's I, the desktop? Yeah, no mention of desktop, no mention of current desktop, no mention of hey, this is where the desktop's going, no mention of hey, this is how this is how this is going to translate to the desktop. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're working on desktop parts. They've and shown roadmaps. Confir- Michelle confirms that there's, well, see, the thing is, I asked about, is there a desktop version of Meteor Lake? And she says yes. And um, I'm not entirely certain if that's referring to, like, the refresh of Raptor Lake or if there's going to be a Meteor Lake, you know, desktop version. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, there was a question beforehand about whether Intel was going to go in and just, you know, go back to these days where you have one processor family for mobile, one processor family for desktop, or if there was going to be, in fact, like it has been, desktop, mobile, server, or at least desktop, mobile, all in the same family. And it's I'm, I'm, it's kind of still up in the air. Like well, so. I mean, especially if you think about the marketing that they're talking about, right? They're, <laughs> they're talking about getting all these AI PCs out in market. Right. So right. That, that's one. Yep. And obviously the desktop is yes. playing into Our that. De- well, yeah, but that's the thing. We know whether there's AI desktop PCs, probably, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, the, the second one, though, is the big push for, hey, uh, the performance per watt, you know, and the efficiency. And on the desktop side, at least so if, if Gordon's to be believed, True. who cares about efficiency? Just give me as much power and... <laughs> And performance as I can get, 
to a certain degree. So like, you know, like that's it's not as interesting of a message if you're like, hey, you know what, uh, whatever, uh, you know, 14th gen or on the desktop, uh, you know, is, is going to be oh, up and we lost uh, it. He's like, yeah. he's like, man, this chat is boring <laughs> no as cores. hell. Yeah, he he's going to get out of here. Yep. Uh, he's got to go download some more cores. He'll be back. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. The, so if, if you think about it from the efficiency standpoint, it's it's less interesting on the desktop and not it that is. it isn't important. But it is, you know, less important compared to laptops. And we're seeing a little bit of bifurcation on the desktop, too. I mean, you know, um, my Intel just announced it's Thunderbolt 5, right? Well, Thunderbolt <laughs> 5 is a laptop I.O. port. It's really not used as much on the desktop because you got all those, you know, you get those huge I.O. shield on the back of your, your, your case. And you can go ahead and you don't need a, a USB-C port. You can go ahead and put a dedicated display port. You can put a dedicated HDMI port and so forth. So, I mean, you know, Jason Ziller, who runs the thing, was basically, yeah, it's a lot more of a mobile seg- you know, segment than it is, even though it has well, but, ban- super bandwidth. But a lot of people were surprised to see that the new Core Ultra Series 1 mm. only has Thunderbolt 4. Yes, exactly. That is a, yeah, that's a, gr- a great point. I think it just has to do with the, just the, the fact that it just design cycles that's mm. all it is i mean but that um, means then no matter what the io die needs to be updated sooner rather than later right. yeah. to include thunderbolt 5 right yeah it's a combination of the ssc and the io but yes yeah, you're yeah. right it does have to be updated and that's that's one of the nice things about the disaggregation it's, it's it makes it essentially modular where you could go ahead and upgrade it to that yeah uh but it also means that meteor lake is not going to be um really something that you would use with a uh, an external gpu because you get back to that whole Thunderbolt 4, Thunderbolt 3 thing. And then really one of the things that they emphasize with Thunderbolt 5 is that, hey, we're kind of back on that eGPU swing, guys. Let's go ahead and just, you know, start pushing that forward. So, you know, if you look at it from that standpoint, then eGPUs are really going to be tied to, uh, I guess, probably Lunar Lake as opposed to Meteor Lake. So, you Which, know, I mean, they that. showed off on that slide. So, you know, right. I mean, we, we hopefully should get more information later. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, once again, that that's the big question for me is like, okay, well, what does this mean for the desktop? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I, I use laptops for sure, but usually I'm even more in like the performance end of the laptop stuff. But for the desktop, yeah, like I, I just want to know how, the, how, how that's going to be implemented because if it's the same kind of NPU that's in the laptop part. I would have to imagine it is. I mean, they just they just want to push that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Why not? Yeah. Or or could on could on the desktop side maybe there's multiple NPUs. Like you said, maybe it just shows up as as different devices in there. Uh, the so. only objection I would say to that is there's there's gonna be so there was a question that was asked to uh, Halleck, and the question was, okay, so mm-hmm. how does the MPU go forward? Is it going to is it going to actually take up more transistors going forward as you guys enhance the uh, performance of it? And his reaction was yes, but it sounded like it wasn't going to take up a greater proportion of the uh, die space. It was going to be basically like, hey, you're going to see more transistors come into play as we shrink the process because you know you're going to try. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the, the, the package size or anything of that sort, but they're going to obviously as you go forward, you're going to get more transistors and they're going to tr- dedicate more of those to the NPU. But again, I don't know if it's going to be a greater proportion of everything because you've got yeah. physical limits where you can. Just I mean, yeah. The, the question the question was mostly like the idea was like, hey. Can the NPU take up more space at the expense of compute? Right. That's a yeah. great. Yeah, that's the the obvious question. I don't know that they're going to do that, but he, I, I, I mean, it, yeah. no, Halleck said no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we can get into it a little bit more tomorrow. A couple of years ago, Intel. No, I'm back, by the way. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, we, a, couple we, of, yeah, we... <laughs> a, a couple of years ago, Intel came, uh, came out with the idea 
where you had a generic base tile and you could input CPU or GPU or NPU or SOC small chiplets and have like 25 of them on a design. And some designs may be NPU heavy, some designs would be GPU heavy, that sort of thing. However, with the, with the NPU stuff, because as I said before, it comes from the old Movidius team who Intel acquired, the person to ask there is John Rayfield. Because mm. um, I know internally there are at least one more generation ahead on the NPU design, if not two. Mm. Um, Interesting. I would think so, they're going to go somewhat carefully down the NPU map. I mean, you know, mm. you've got a product that you most people aren't even aware that. I mean, AI is something that everyone kind of kind of knows about, but necessarily hasn't even used. And AI on the local on, on PC. I mean, it's a that's one the story that I wrote today. I mean, it's it's kind of a tough sell. I mean, you've got to convince people that they need it. And then once you do that, then you can start emphasizing a little bit more. But there's not really any killer app for local AI right now. There may be. There may be waiting in the wings. And you know how fast ChatGPT took off. So maybe that happens. But I wouldn't say right now there's a huge huge need for it. It's, Mark, right. uh, what if they offered the NPU in a 2-watt M.2-like form factor? Right, and they talked about and that. Some, yeah. some no books can uh you know if they if, if they wanted the bare minimum mpu they could install that if they wanted the a more ai focused pc well that's a, i mean you, you've brought up a good point because that was one of the examples of the products they announced they talked about with thunderbolt 5 was these, sort of these standalone mm. ai accelerators and that would be yeah a standalone npu now again i i mean this is like what oh, use case yeah but... what use case i mean you just kind of invented this product well, it would be lovely to see but you have to have a use for it and i don't know if that's yeah if, if anyone's... I need to generate more NFTs per second than anyone else. <laughs> anyone else. I need more That's what mining is, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. You just mine those <laughs> NFTs out of the ground, and there's like you polish them off, and you're like, ooh, look at that NFT. I mean, my, my, my thought is, and I don't know, I think this is more of a question to ask as we get closer to that December launch, is just, you know, there's been a, OEMs have been asked to do a lot of stuff following these sort of weird initiatives that chip makers and Intel and Microsoft push forward. I mean, we've had, again, mixed reality. We've had some other, you know, foldables and so forth. And the OEMs have been willing to go ahead and say, hey, you know, this might take off. But, I mean, man, it's just like, uh, like for example, with the standalone stuff. I mean, you know, I have to imagine that, yeah, sure, they're willing to make some bets. But at the same time, they have to be a little bit conservative because they don't want to invest R&D money in something that's just not going to go anywhere. So it's a tough call. It's you can't be left behind. Nope, mm. you can't. Right, and that's the that's the fear. The FOMO is there. Uh, back to the desktop, real quick. Because uh, Ian, you dropped, but uh, w what's your take on how the messaging that they have right now is going to apply to the desktop in the future? Uh, whether it's it's Meteor Lake, whether it's Arrow Lake, whether it's you know w whatever implementation. Because mobile is so focused on performance per watt mm -hmm. as the number one metric, and then say performance is second. Mm -hmm. Um, on the desktop, performance is first, and performance per watt is like fifth. Mm. <laughs> so they suddenly, they, you then have to pivot and say, well, what's the major metrics that we can push here? We don't know the speeds and feeds of Meteor Lake yet. We don't know the, how much frequency they're pushing. Mm, uh, we kind of works. do on the GPU, because that was in part of the, uh, the Malaysia Tour tech day. Um, but then if you suddenly put that to desktop power limits in a desktop class system what does that mean well also what you're talking about thread director the you know if thread director is going to try to put it on the lpe cores first right like yep. on the desktop that doesn't make so, any sense so maybe the desktop doesn't have lpe cores full stop yeah um or 
you know that slider, the power management slider. Yeah, that's it. Maybe if you put it on low, it starts off with the LP cores. You put it in performance mode, it starts off by putting it in the P cores. And I would hope that's and the way they And it just literally, the algorithm changes. Yeah, I yeah. would hope that's the way they do it. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, the other thing to consider so, is, I mean, you mentioned the desktop. I mean, what happens if Microsoft, or sorry, with NVIDIA just comes out with, um, you know, uh, whatever it might be, 4090 or 5000 series or something of that sort, and they just say, hey, look, you want to do AI... We got CUDA by the ton. Why don't you even bother with it? Stuff that's integrated. I mean, just you know, and maybe maybe Nvidia just overshadows everything. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I'm just saying. I mean, I'm sure they'd love to. They would. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they've got a discrete GPU begging to be used. I mean, why not so, emphasize AI? Just try to push that as they can. And they've now got a CPU. Right. It's just not the consumers. Right. Oh, well. Yep. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Grace. So um, the the other question I have, Ian, I know you have an awesome video on the channel. You, you should go watch it. Uh, I actually did talk a little bit about this in my own video with uh, with Wendell, which will be going up next week. But the the whole glass substrate thing, how, mm-hmm. how does this play in? Uh, and and I mean, it's going to apply to both laptop and desktop. But uh, like, there, there's benefits to this. So just, just quickly, maybe kind of recap the glass substrate stuff. Yeah. So 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 one. It's not glass substrate. It's glass core substrate. I'm oh, gonna. Sorry. That's gonna okay. be a hill. I'm gonna die on. Glass core um, substrate. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, real quick then. What's the difference between glass substrate and glass core substrate? Um, glass Just... core substrate sounds better. Oh, and okay. It's more. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so so the substrate, the thing that the Looks CPU, pretty. the silicon sits on. It's not all glass. It just has a glass core. But now, oh. today, CPUs have laminate cores, mm. which is like a PVC, uh, no, PCB, polyvinyl, you know, circuit board stuff, mm-hmm. um, which has limits in terms of how dense you can make the connections. It, yep. it has signal loss over, over distance, what everything does. And it's not tunable for when you have high-performance processors. And... There's some reversibility in thermal, you know, warm-up, cool-down, thermal expansion sort of things. The move to a glass core substrate means that you can tune it a lot better for the performance you need for signal or for uh, uh, through-hole density through these through-glass spheres. Um, It's initially going to be more expensive to make, and this is why Intel's talking about it. They want the whole ecosystem to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And the idea is that some of the limitations that laminate core substrates have had, they will become more limiting as these AI chips get bigger and bigger and bigger. The thing that wasn't necessarily communicated that well is that while they showed off a mobile-like chip with a glass core substrate that they're working on, this really is more for the high end. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about Uh, the Gaudi processors, we're talking about the Pontevecchios, Okay. Maybe in extreme GPUs, if they become like thousand square millimeters of silicon, um, but I think it'll it'll be a good while before it come before it gets cheap enough for consumer right. level products. Uh, and okay. they see it, I think, as the evolution of EMIB and CoEMIB and Foveros and so forth. This is sort of the next; these are steps further out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was yeah. my other question. Right. Yeah. Like, can we see a future? You know, years and years and years where all of it is glass core substrate, oh, think, or do you think it's just a cost? I thing? think Ian's right. I think yeah. it'll happen. It'll just be a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we 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 all moved away from ceramic mm-hmm. to organic, right? Mm-hmm. To I mean, lam- organic laminate cores. And yes, now, there glass- are. Okay, I was going to say, I was yeah. gonna, sorry to interrupt you. I was just going to say, yeah, yes, people asked about like structural. I mean, you know, it's glass. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does have some things they need to solve as far as yep. like heat sinks, on example, right? I think it was one of the things I mentioned. 
Well, well, well no, because it's a glass core, right. you still have some, uh, you know, the top and bottom is still effectively organic laminar or redistribution layers. Okay. That's why it's not see-through. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm, 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 I'm glad you pointed that out because, yeah, okay. So now, now it's making sense. There's a glass core, but not the whole substrate right. is going to be glass. Yeah. Okay. So, so, oh. the, so the rigidity issues, oh, the, the issues where people are saying, well, it's glass, it can break, I think are unfounded. Uh, that's more, more of an issue in the manufacturing side because they showed off massive panes of glass. Mm. No, I mean, you might be right. So, I'm just saying that the briefing that I sat in, somebody asked, it was a, you know, I usually take in the Asian yep. briefings because it's just late in the day. And somebody asked about that and like the heats, the mat, the heat sinks like an enterprise processor. And yep. they did, he did say that this, that, that is an issue and they would have to solve it. Mm. But again, I don't know how big of an issue it is. So, I mean, so, so, so that may be, if you're thinking about how you put the CPU in the socket mm. and the amount of force, usually it's, it's in what centinewtons, newton feet, whatever. Um, you know, the amount of torque that you have to put on in order to get the heat sink on, that's been getting higher and higher um, as chips have been getting bigger. So oh, there may see. be a crossover at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's, well, a, it's a problem they have a few years to solve. Well, a friend of the show, Davina, uh, in the chat uh, points out, yeah, just don't do glass, do Gorilla Glass. And it's even stronger. <laughs> So you get that that crossover. Uh, Maybe someone will. It's, 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 the, the benefit of glass is that you can tune the height, you can add dopants, you can essentially change the properties to how you want, because it's an amorphous solid and that's highly tunable. Whereas um, laminate or current organic laminate cores aren't to the same degree. Yeah. I think what Ian mentioned before with the density of the interconnects, that's the key bit right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, well, it, it, we've touched a little bit on the Xeon stuff. Uh, we didn't cover it too much on our side, mm-hmm. but what, what is your take on, on the, the Xeon stuff? And then they, they showed off the, what was it, uh, Sienna Forest? Or what was the... the Sierra, new... Yeah, Sierra Forest. Sierra so, Forest, yeah. Uh, so Intel did do a few disclosures about a month ago at a conference called Hot Chips. That's when I was in town to mm-hmm. help me record the Meteorite video with, uh, with the PC World guys. Um, but in this showcase, because some of the Xeon stuff is going to be the first products on future process nodes, they have to talk about it. Um, also, it's going to—it's people still use a lot of CPUs for machine learning inference in the data center um, is going down that way. And what they—the big thing that they showed off was this. It's yeah, as as Adam said, Sierra Forest. It's it's like a dual die Xeon processor with two I.O. dies, you know, top and bottom, and then two dies in the middle. Each one of those dies has 144 e-cores. So it's 288 e-cores. So you're asking for your for the all-e-core platform, this is it. You've been asking However, for that. However, that single socket, they technically in the, um, in the slide they showed on stage, it had 576 cores. So a dual socket design of this. Um, <laughs> So if if people who are familiar with the space remember Cascade Lake AP, the mm. AP for advanced processor mm. where they put two 28-core chips side-by-side side on the same package and it was a new socket, this is what that kind of looked like. So this looks like Sierra Forest AP, the advanced processor. Um, no, no multi-threading because it's still Atom cores. This is going to go up against AMD's uh, next generation of uh, Zen 4C, so Zen 5C, the Bogamo enterprise stuff. Um, I, I think they said 
so currently we have um uh oh i'm drawing a blank on the current xeon processor sierra rapids and then we're going to have the next rapids again december 14th yep. um and then sierra forest and that generation called birch stream is coming latter half of next year hmm. or in the middle of next year and so uh, another video I did was uh, Patrick from Serve the Home. We, we kind of talked mm-hmm. a little bit about that. And one of the things he was talking about was that now that the, the, or the there's the two little strips on the side that are the, the I.O. Uh, that mm-hmm. can be, or maybe I was talking about with Wendell, I can't remember. Uh, but uh, he's talking about how it's important because then you can, you can actually certify or like go through testing with those I.O. dies, but the actual like uh, processing part of it. Uh, can can be figured out mm-hmm. later. So is in is is that also a big deal on? Do you believe on on that side? It's uh, well, the whole benefit of chiplets is that you can design once and use in many platforms. Mm-hmm. AMD's got this down already. It's the mm-hmm. same I/O die regardless of whichever Zen four processor you use. So Intel's going down that route, but it also means for the cloud providers who might want something custom, may want something binned a bit better or a slightly different distribution of resources, it's now a lot easier to serve them as well. So, that, yeah, they don't have to qualify the, the IO die anymore. It's, that's yeah. already taken care of. Okay. Can I just actually mention something Ian was bringing up, and I just wanted to make this point um, about the NPU. Um, it's not a big deal, but I was just going to – it was just something I just want to make sure it's interesting to just mention. So there's just like a um, – so the NPU, you know, the inferencing engine. There's two parts to, um, to 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 AI, I guess. I mean, there's the, there's the training uh, of the process uh, of, of the of the model, and then there's the essentially the predictions based upon the the model. The NPU at this stage of the game is just a prediction engine. It's basically just like if you look at it from a from a like a video side of things. There's a coder, or sorry, there's an encoder and a decoder, and we usually talk about a video codec because it does both. And right now, the NPU. Uh, is not a codec. It's simply a decoder. Uh, encoding yes. takes a hell of a lot of processing power, and we're just not there yet. That's a, that's a good way to describe it, yeah. at least for video people like me. Right. Mm. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's um, uh, with machine learning, there's also a little of a halfway house where you fine-tune the final layers of your model. It doesn't require a massive bank of GPUs, but it's still computationally intensive. Um, you know, lots of places do it in the cloud. I actually retuned a model based on my own voice today because the first time I did it, it came out as Australian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe that was just a a joke. They were just kind of throwing in that jab there. (laughs) I I, I don't know. It was a few months ago, so I put in new data now that the model's been updated, and it did the fine-tuning. It did it online in, in less than a couple of minutes. I don't know what cloud resources the app I use have. Um, but, yeah, it's it means that it becomes a bit more ubiquitous. And we still need to get the decoding, the inference right mm-hmm. on consumer devices first. Right. Um, it's it's still very much a struggle to do it on a smartphone. We're getting slightly getting there in terms of laptops. Um, then we can go on to the small sort of... Uh, personalized element because one of the things pat gelsinger said on stage is imagine having you know software that learns what you do and can use your data as part of the responses 
and having it all on device without having the security issues of uploading everything to the cloud. Mm -hmm. That was something they were trying to demo with a few of the startups that they're funding on stage. Right. So it is being worked on. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I always think of like the fact that we had, you know, we started off with 3D effects and rendition, the layout back, and we ended up with, you know, Jurassic Park and not too far away. I mean, so it kind of <laughs> sounds sci-fi for to have that sort of the personalized AI, but, you know, it's maybe not that far away. It's hard to say. I like Jurassic it's, Park. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, Steam has some very restrictive rules about uh, AI-generated content mm. on the platform. So if, mm. if you're waiting for uh, your next uh, Bethesda game mm. to use machine, to use chat GPT responses. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's one of the away. things they talked about, actually, at Innovation, was the fact that, you know, again, you'd have some merchant that would talk to you about, like, the local Quidditch, Quidditch scores or something of that sort, as opposed to just selling you crap or something of that sort. And that's, I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about that, particularly. Um, you have to have it running on the device. That's the point. You'd have to have it running on the device. I mean, I think the more interesting application would be the fact that if all of a sudden you're game or your photoshop or something of that sort runs faster because it's using uh cpu and gpu and npu that's something you can sell the consumers um whether mm. that'll happen or not i don't know it depends where your power budget it is depends on your power allocated. budget is. It depends on how things are allocated and coded i mean we had so so many problems just coding things for parallel uh threads and cores <laughs> for so long we still I mean, do yeah right we exactly. still do so you know <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, messy. It, it seems like there's a lot to to still iron out. A lot of questions, f feeds, speeds, you know, pricing, yep. availability, all that. Kind of, it sounds like December fourteenth yep. is the the official launch mm -hmm. that everything should be <laughs> clear as as mud by then, maybe. But 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 for me and you guys, it's asking Intel when's the briefing. Right. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because Thanksgiving is just before then, and uh, and there's a, quite a few events going on before, around true. that time. Well, but then well, also so. CES is just a couple of weeks after that. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so 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 that was that was a thing I asked Intel a couple of weeks ago. Is release date at the time I didn't know it, and I said, "Are you going to hit holiday?" And I was told before end of year, but not holiday which means you miss all the holiday sales. Yeah, you're going to miss the holiday December sales. Four. Expect to see this stuff at... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, but yeah, but no. Every vendor is going to have a dozen devices at CES. Yep. It's going to be a laptop show. Yep. Again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, well, we'll stay tuned. Uh, yeah, hopefully more to come, more to, to clear. I mean, and that's that's why we're here. We're here to talk about it. We're, we're here to try to figure it out exactly. uh, in, re in real time sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else from Intel Innovation? Anything else we want to cover before we... It's um, th th There was a small thing about a new upcoming chiplet standard. Um, they showed off a, a mm -hmm. demo called Pipe Creek. Um, that was in collaboration with TSMC, it seems. Uh, so uh, mm. chips are going to get more complex than they are today. Mm. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I will say that Pat Gelsinger is an engine for innovation in hearing aids because we saw two oh, there. Yeah. You know? he, he was very excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he raised a hearing aid. He's not ashamed to say it. And he's just looking at, uh, I think he phrased it as, if you have a it gives it gives people with disabilities superpowers. So in other words, it turns that negative mm. into a positive, which is, hey, you know, with I like uh, that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then uh, I guess uh, another thing, real quick. Uh, uh, Wendell was very, very excited. For Wendell, excited about uh, the memory uh, C CVX. No CX uh, C. 
Oh crap! No, CXL. I, yeah, CXL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a third generation or something. Like, uh, like he he was he was very mm. excited about it. He'll do his own coverage on that. But uh, first time I see Wendell excited head. and jumpy. Yeah, yeah. He was just like giddy. He was yeah, just he was like, giddy, oh my yeah. god, this is amazing. And I was like, okay, I don't fully get it. He tried to explain it a little bit on the the video we did, but uh, yeah, that, that's. Uh, <laughs> Look forward to that over on Wendell's channel. Uh, but I'm going to switch over to, to Q&A. If you have a question right now, get them in the, the live chat at PC World. That's kind of the easiest ways for us to see it. Or if you're watching or listening to this later, go over a link uh, in the description over to our Discord. We have a Full Nerd Questions channel. Speaking of stuff that wasn't at Intel Innovation, we had a question asked last week. Or no no uh, yeah it was it was asked a little bit ago but I'm I'm finally getting to it. A friend of the show Bori Zero asked, "Does anyone seriously believe that Intel can launch Battle Mage on time?" Which there was no arc talk. Nope. No. Uh, well, no, okay. Well, okay. I mean, I'm sorry. In, in, in inside media yeah, like in, IGPU stuff. Yeah, yeah. The IGPU stuff which was, was talked about. They but talked about in the context of arc. So you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, 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 standalone desktop. Uh, Tom Peterson wasn't even there no, to to true. talk about arc because, in Meteor Lake. Because innovation is technically a software event. Yep. Kind of, yeah. mostly. <laughs> Enterprisey. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Excuse. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? You know what? I, I take that back. They did have something arc related. They had a, a an arcade cabinet oh, they really <laughs> running on an arc- Intel Arc, arcade. so they called yeah. it Arcade. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I posted a photo in Discord that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> like it, it was a cabinet. It's got the screen, and then in the, in the bottom base of it, there was a cutout uh, glass uh, panel, and you could see an Arc GPU in there. Uh, to to be honest, I, I think the limitation there is simply software. The fact that we saw Alchemist and the performance gains a year, a year and a half after launch mm-hmm. means that they want to launch with big software uplifts and they might delay it because of that. If the software doesn't work, then they're going to... Tap has said that the the way they launched Alchemist wasn't the right way. Right, too many variations, They have since right? learned. Yeah. Or, or they, they, they launched with China OEMs with the A380 first, and then were surprised that people were able to acquire it outside of China, uh, like Steve at Gamers Nexus and everybody yeah. else. Um, so so uh, it sounds like they're on the understanding that a launch has to be global. And, and, and so they're the going to wait for all the pieces. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, I mean, and honestly, that is kind of the right approach to you know and also don't get out there a lot ahead of time talking about it over mm-hmm. and over again you know yeah i mean he we, we, yeah I to mean, be honest they went through some media people who liked doing the hype train and then it wasn't ready then it wasn't ready mm-hmm. um but the, the person who leads that group now is lisa pierce um she used to be in charge of software now she's in charge of all of the um graphics uh consumer graphics uh so yeah when you see Robert tomorrow, ask if you can talk to Lisa. Okay. Okay. Lisa Pierce. Uh, okay. No, I've seen Lisa her. Do, yeah, she's she knows herself. Okay. Uh, but I there, mean, there, there, there's an interview on my channel that I did pre oh, nice. Alchemist launch, um, oh, okay. where she talks about getting the software right, and it's it's hard because they couldn't easily scale up the uh, the integrated GPU software. Mm-hmm. So. But the, I mean, they definitely were talking about hey, the the performance of the 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 GPU in meteor lake is is you know uh d- double the performance i don't know what the, yeah, the metrics what was on yeah. that but, to, to, it's a uh, 2x performance per what so they did show uh, graphs that well, show double frequency as well yeah they, mm. well i think they said both 2x performance and 2x performance per watt is what i remember but mm. 
tomato tomato maybe so yeah yeah so <clears throat> but i mean i guess back to the this original question though do you think battle mage can launch on time actually i don't even know what it what is the, the timetable <laughs> what is right on now? time i don't yeah, know yeah. yeah right i don't know uh but you know hopefully okay. hopefully by end of next year <laughs> yeah yeah i mean <clears throat> it's uh, nice to have that third player in the market but i mean part of the reason that they're important is the fact that they put competitive pricing pressure on the other two and so uh, i don't i'm not sure i'm not the right person to necessarily say whether it's they launch on time or not but the fact that they are there is is helpful mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. well uh, well and i, I kind of say this you know there's there's sentiment definitely around the gaming and developer stuff for me it's like i would rather hey take your time yeah take your time right. if you need the time take the time yeah that's fine like that's i fine. you know like uh, i would rather have you take your time and figure it out then especially you from know. a gaming perspective i mean just because the fact that we've seen games like rdr2 and uh, Baldur's gate 3 you yeah. take a lot of time and you come out with a great game so like i, I get it a lot of people don't necessarily like that but i'm okay you mm-hmm. know what i, I got time yeah. i got well, i mean hopefully i got time uh but yeah so so you know more more to come on that but it was uh, in, in, as far as intel innovation it was pretty uh there there was nothing there <laughs> around the desktop side um we got a a question in on the uh youtube channel a uh, friend of the show bob jones uh so do you think that people will just use series numbering for intel rather than gen numbering going forward kind of is what it is i mean you know uh, i mean uh, it's a lot easier i mean i find myself using code names before processors come out i find myself using gen names after they do um everybody's got their mm. own sort of shorthand um I don't know. I mean, you know, as long as everyone knows has a has a common way of referring to the same thing, I, I it doesn't matter to me, honestly. I mean, yeah. Well, I I think the the problem that could we could get into right uh, is that what what was the Ice Lake generation? It's like okay, well, so those were it was Ice Lake Ten. on the laptop, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and then so, but it's still both tenth gen, but it was different than what was on the desktop. True. So you know, like yes, technically that's a gen. <laughs> But it's also, you know, doesn't have anything to do they, with each I other. I will say that they have a lot of stuff coming out very quickly, it seems like. And that will confuse people because it's going to be like, okay, we just got used to this and now it's time to leap ahead. Um, and it, go ahead. So, so I, will, I will say inside Intel, it's different. There, there is a branding division, but there are different branding teams per product. <laughs> so try, try, try and, trying to get some unified design ID is difficult and i think part of what they're trying to do same thing qualcomm's trying to do i think is don't let people worry about the specific skew unless they're really really interested if you ask people today what chips do you have in your intel laptop they'll say a core i5 or a core i7 is it sixth gen is it eighth gen is it 12th gen they'll only know if they've got a 10th gen sticker on it well, and, but then I also, that, I mean, the yeah. whole idea of like, okay, uh, is it really a generational increase if the just the compute uh, tile is updated, but the uh, you know the other tiles are are the same? Yeah, I mean, I it's, think that appro- a question to ask three years late down yeah, the line when yeah, it's yeah. mix and match. <laughs> I mean, I think that approach that Ian described works for Apple, but I think that we have just too many nerds in the PC commuting space <laughs> yep. that we just kind of have to have that level of detail. At some point. Well, we need sure. we need Intel. We need a chip called the Pro. Yeah, 
and the Max and the Ultra. He got the Ultra down pat. Now we need the Max and the Pro chip. There yeah. we go. You're done. <laughs> I mean, again, I want to see exactly when they launch it how we're able to describe these things. It requires, you know, <laughs> 80 characters just to describe the decoder all the wheel. Yeah, I mean, really. And we were gone through that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, another question uh, over here from uh, uh, Edel, Edelbert Doja. I probably mangled that. I'm so sorry. Will system requirements go up for the next version of Windows? What do you What do you think? Oh, I, I absolutely. I would imagine so. I mean, you know, just it just always is the case. Now, whether there's going to be restrictions involved as far as what they're needing in terms of like you know security and, and, and architecture, I would say probably not. Only because I would hope that Intel and AMD, in conjunction with Microsoft, have future proof their processors that they won't ne- won't need something like that. I mean, as far as um, you know, I would expect that Windows is going to run more efficiently on a more modern processor. But as far as like you know what the minimum is, I, maybe maybe I'm just reversing what I just said. But I I would think that just in general, there's probably going to be the same min spec requirements in terms of security that there were for Windows 11. I could be wrong on that. That's just a guess. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think the 10 to 11 jump was was kind of like a once in a decade mm-hmm. thing. Mm. So it's going to be another decade before that tweaks. But I will say that one thing that we did learn in Malaysia around the security on Meteor Lake is it's beefed up, but it doesn't have Pluton enabled. Right. Yeah. Which, which is you know my, Microsoft's cloud security. Which has thing. been very effective. It sounds like from Xbox not being hacked. So. Yeah. Um, but but then there's also been some some complaints that if you're outside of the U.S., it's actually really bad oh. for government actors to get you know to subpoena Microsoft and get access to some of your data. So hmm. Intel, when we asked about Pluton support in the past, they've said yes, the processors do. In this case, they said it's not enabled. Yeah, they've always favored vPro instead. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we got a question from uh, oh, Discord, and I just uh, not, uh, Ivan, friend of the show, Ivan uh, Ramazanov. I probably mangled that as well. Uh, Ian, where are the desktop Qualcomm APUs? Um, so Qualcomm's uh, Snapdragon Tech Summit Next is month. in is in October this year. It used to be in early December. They've moved it to October. It's all again in Hawaii. Um, and we are expecting um, next generation PC silicon. Yep, Nuvia slash Orion, Orion brand name Nuvia. Well, yep. It so. it's very how, uh, on the question of whether it's coming to desktops. It is uh, the CEO Cristiano has made it very clear he wants to take Intel down in laptops. So don't expect any desktop version anytime soon. The interesting counterpoint to that is the fact that if Meteor Lake cuts power by half, it goes and attacks one of the arguments that Qualcomm has traditionally made: lower power. Mm-hmm. You know, um, well, well, yeah. so 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 the, the thing on the power is whenever I see lower power, the question to ask is static or active, right? More often than not, it's quoted as active or peak. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. However, a notebook spends most of its time on static power. So how much are you reducing static power by? Um, yep. Again, we'll have to wait until we have devices in test. Yeah. Yep. 
interesting, interesting. Uh, here's a good one from a friend of the show, Roe Monster, over on Discord. Uh, what do you think is behind Apple's sudden about-face on right to repair and Microsoft quiet, quietly making replacement parts for Surface, Surface devices available? Will we see more companies embracing right to repair? Well, we've seen Surface parts being available for a couple of generations now <clears throat> uh, with you know everything dating back to SSDs and things like that. So... Um, I'm not sure I can speak to Apple, but I mean, um, you know, I think the obvious, there's an obviously positive trend in terms of, you know, you've got devices that are, you know, supposedly sealed like this and yes, I mean, the ability to upgrade that with additional memory or an additional storage or something of that sort is, is, is obviously something that we can all get behind. Um, again, I can't speak for what Apple's doing, um, but you know, again, great in general, in, in concept, absolutely positive. Uh, well, so Apple just made their latest smartphones USB Type C, right? But, Plus, yes. Uh, wasn't there wasn't there new California legislation about right to repair passed recently? Uh, it showed up in my feed in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that I, might there have was something, something to do with maybe. it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. That's something. It, I, it, it, uh, I, I saw a couple of headlines, but I didn't click through. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I don't know the status. It, the, the thing is, companies do go through culture changes, and Apple has been through a couple, obviously, with Steve Jobs. The, the question is, do they now pivot to a more... Their whole previous environment, environment and sus- sustainability governance goals that they had before, they showed off that machine that could take apart an iPhone in, I don't know, 30 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. But that's... that wasn't for mainstream and they still made parts that you needed to have the key uploaded to then you bought it at almost full retail price anyway so and you, um I, I did a video on this the right to repair versus the right to salvage and the difference being the right to salvage is if you have two devices that are broken can you make one fully complete device out of the parts without needing to go to the manufacturer and apple's the right to salvage hasn't been there. Hmm. So if anything, I think anybody saying right to repair um, don't mean nothing until it's a right to salvage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I good, would, good, good, yeah, good way to, to kind of... Yeah, I mean, I, the only thing I would say in addition to that is the fact that, yes, I mean, if I have an old laptop and I want to get rid of it, I would feel a heck of a lot more confident being able to take the SSD out of that. And so knowing that I have my data, any data that, that I have there... Uh, there and I can smash it with a hammer, you know. Well, so so, so that's the point. Uh, corporate devices that use MacBooks or iPhones, they need to remove the data device and destroy it themselves. Right. They put it literally put it through an industrial shredder. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that with a full device, that's not very nope. environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. If you can take out the drive and do that and then recycle everything else, then yeah. I, I do feel like, though, this whole right to repair movement is definitely something that some companies are, are treating as like a like a like a buzzy kind of thing. Like, oh, hey, we're we're in on this right to repair train, too. But like, yeah, definitely counteracts it's... a lot of what Apple is known for, mm-hmm. you know, in their ethos when building stuff. So, like, yeah, I, I I am curious to see how they they handle it. But I think it's a lot easier for other uh you know laptop manufacturers things like that i mean framework is as getting a lot of buzz yeah, for exactly. a lot of reasons right. you know and mm-hmm. w- whether it's hype or, or not either way it is a, it, it is hopefully a net good thing for 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 people mm. you know 
so yeah, I'd be curious to see how it goes. Um, we got a question from uh, Christian Noken uh, over on uh, on the live chat. Uh, have you been following the Unity engine engine pricing change situation, and what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I've been following it, but I'm I not going to say I'm any sort of expert. Yeah. Uh, Ian, have you been anything um, you want to talk about uh, on that? Or? I I saw the perfect meme for this. Okay, it's uh, it's a meme of Wizards of the Coast trying to charge people to create Dungeons and Dragons content. <laughs> Everybody gave them the middle finger. Unity saw that and thought, I want to do that as well. <laughs> yeah. So there, there, There's a lot going on here. Right? We don't need to necessarily recap it. Uh, I mean, either way, it, it looks like a bad situation. And now they're saying they're, 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 they're back, backtracking, back, yeah, right. backtracking right. to certain degrees. Who knows? I mean, he, Either way, like it just does not seem like a good look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it, the one thing they forgot to consider is how can somebody exploit this um, for evil? Mm. If nobody could exploit it for evil, then it's then it's then it's a different question. But everything they were suggesting, like being charged per install, well, if I change systems, does that mean the charge gets applied again and again and again? I mean, EA tried to. Uh, charge people to uh, buy pre-owned games back when physical media used to be a thing, and and that went down like a lead balloon. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple more things, and then uh, and then we'll we'll wrap up here. Um, we have a question from Michael H about uh, what if any hardware is in the Falcon Northwest uh, ATCS Tech Cooler Master uh, case over here? Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's behind us. Um, I guess you can't see it on the thing. Maybe they saw it in a different video. Uh, but yeah, the, this is a, an old case from a, a Maximum PC uh, build uh, that that was brought in. Uh, actually, Will Smith has a case uh, as well from an old uh, Dream Machine that that he's going to donate to the set as well. Uh, no, there is no hardware in there. It's just a a cool uh, cool case that that Kelt had was there's, like, hey, it's just sitting around, and I was like, oh, yeah, we'd love to put it on the set. There's eight skull and crossbones on that. Does that require? Does that mean that there's what that that eight CPUs died in it? Probably, or, probably, <laughs> yeah. No, or, or it took down eight Max. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah okay. shot down eight Max. Right. Uh, so no, yeah, I mean that's one of the things. I'm mean, just whatever. <laughs> random side note. We're, we're trying to to refresh or, or kind of put some historical things in in, in the mm-hmm. background. I, I like mm-hmm. having kind of these historical pieces. Uh, I mean, I know you know you like this kind of stuff too. Uh, you know, put, putting it in. I have, uh, I have too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I yeah. Know, right. So it's like, you know, yeah. what, what can you display? And, you know, <laughs> I should bring uh, some stuff. Just get out of my office. No, please, please. Yeah. Uh, no, we, we got some, some, <laughs> some fun stuff, some fun stuff. Uh, and yes, hashtag not that Will Smith, uh, the other Will Smith. <laughs> um, let's see. There, there was another one over here that I want to. Oh, uh, so this was asked last week and we kind of covered it. But now that the Ian, you're here, uh, mostly running at stock, uh, asked, uh, could Ecamm, that uh, that video we did uh, when you were here for hot chips mm-hmm. could that be used inside of a vapor chamber instead of uh, instead of currently used internal support pillars with heat pipes going from the vapor chamber to fin, fin stacks for air cooling? The problem is it's it's not the same technology because vapor chamber is to do with wicking inside the heat pipes, mm-hmm. um, and the, because the way uh, the wicking is done through like sintered copper, if if, if I remember correctly, um, this is more structural. So I don't think so. However, 
I am not an expert. Actually, after we did that video, mm -hmm. um, the, the Fabricate Labs people reached out to me on LinkedIn and other things and oh, sweet. I said, said, you want to see stuff come by? If you, if you got any questions, let us know. So I was like, commercialize when, <laughs> um, but it, 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 um, to, to, to further onto that story, it sounds like they want to manufacture it themselves and then basically sell units to the, uh, the uh, liquid cooler manufacturers like that. So it's not essentially licensing the technology, oh, it's selling units. Interesting, interesting. So uh, next question becomes scale up and scale out. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, they said it took six hours to build one of those things. Wow. Just one. Okay. That's... Just one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and knowing my chat is probably actually about six minutes, and I'll have to correct myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it it's still a te still a nascent technology yeah. in R and D. So, well, one of the one of the questions or comments that we got a lot on that video that we did, fun video, you should go go watch it. Um, mm -hmm. was about uh clogging. You know, like, oh, you know what? This is this is going to be a candidate for for clogging. There's no easy way to clean it out. <laughs> uh, most people are, or not most people. Some people, especially in the chat, are dismissing it outright just because uh, it's it's not going to work because it's easier to clog. What, what do you think, Ian? Well, I mean, well, we've seen clogging with just standard vertical fins, sky mm -hmm. fins. Mm -hmm. So if that's going to clog, anything's going to clog. The question that that uh, it's a how well do you keep your loop maintained? Mm. Um, yeah, and and or is it built down to a cost? If you're buying the cheapest liquid cooler on the market, perhaps the um, bio side. I mean, there's been some companies in the past that have had to recall thousands of units because they were just slight, you know, not enough bio side. They thought they could get away with only putting in half a percent rather than two percent or whatever. So, hmm. right, well, but but then I guess the other equation of that: if it does get clogged, do you think it's easier or harder to clean out? I mean, the question is, how, how are you cleaning it? Are you cleaning it by just putting high-pressure stuff through it, or are you actually putting, like, a toothbrush to it? <laughs> um, and and to, 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 to be honest, it's it's like clean, clean cleaning in a case. Do you get your brush in there, or do you use some compressed air? I bet your compressed air will do it. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, last last one, uh, and then we will uh, get out of here. Uh, friend of the show, VC Jester, gave us five dollars super chat. Thank oh, you so thank much. You, thank you. Said Ian, you've traveled the world a lot. <laughs> Which area has your favorite food? Oh, um, don't say London. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know you're lying. Uh, if you look at German food. Um, everybody seems to love German food, but in the winter it's just meat and potatoes. Nothing wrong. That being with that. said, it keeps you warm. It keeps yeah. you warm. Uh, I was recently away for like three weeks on the road, or like two weeks, then home for a day, then off for another week or two. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, so sometimes just a home cooked meal. It, 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 you go on the road, you eat out so often, everything's you know. Mm -hmm. Made in a kitchen, you're around a table, you're having a meeting, or it's just something you're picking up on, you know, at the shop on the way to a venue. Just sitting down and having, you know, just you know, meat and mash and and, and a few veggies that's been home cooked in your own kitchen. You miss it. I was disappointed by the Malaysian food. 
I mean, I was expecting because you know <laughs> we're right in that peninsula. I was expecting some sort of fusion of Thai or you know something of that sort. And it might have just been because they saw a whole bunch of white guys walk in, and it was a hotel, <laughs> and it was just like, well, let's make this stuff as bland as possible. But I was just like, we ate at the hotel, we ate at some other, you know, events and so forth, and I was just like, there's just, you know, there was no spice to it at all. It's, I mean, I, you know, we're in California, we we have time. I mean, I I go to the Thai place, and you know, my wife is from Minnesota, so that they they. I, they make everything as bland as possible. My kids don't like it, but I like a little bit of you know a little bit of a punch to it. And you know, I lived in London for a while too, and that's like the curry capital of the world. And mm-hmm. um, and it has good food, by the way. And you know, I was just, but I was just like, dude, where is the spice? And then there was just nothing there. And I was wondering to myself, is this Malaysian food or is this just like again uh, because they saw some sort of tourist pasty, food, pasty white dude coming? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-uh, sorry. So, so Mark, I think we were there perhaps for about a total of 10 meals, yeah, maybe 11. Like yeah. And all but one was the same meal. Pretty much. Yeah, at least breakfast it, was. It, uh, it, um, so at these trips, you're if you're in a part of a big press group, especially at a hotel, it's like a buffet with mm-hmm. a little picture here and there. Yep. But also on location and for a couple of the dinners, it was also buffet style. And it was the same sort of food offered each time. There's only one... We w- went to one venue that I think was used for filming of Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that was actually um, a proper sit-down, three, four-course meal. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's, we, we do say, you know, these trips were sponsored, yeah. but these companies also want to put themselves in the best light, so they, they do try and treat you a little bit. It's up to the listeners and the viewers to decide whether that actually influences the reporting that comes mm-hmm. out. Yep. Um, but but they all do it. Yep. Nobody's special. So again, full disclosure, we went to Malaysia. Intel paid for our flights and meals and hotel rooms because we had to get there and we didn't want to do this. But you know, as we don't even have IDG branded water bottles, so <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a disclosure. It, it, it's because you need Tech Tech Potato. Yeah, you need Tech Tech Potato merch as well. Hilarious to sell your merch. But anyways, they they did actually have. I don't want to. I don't know. I just they they actually had that little night market down the street from our hotel. And the only reason I didn't want to go there, which looked fantastic, it looked cheap and so forth, was because I was just like, you know what, dude. If I get food poisoning, I have mm. messed up my entire trip, and I am never going to hear the end of it. So I was just like, <sighs> so, so, yeah. So that's it. another reason why they give you the same thing ten right. times out of eleven. Yeah. They it's don't like, want anybody to fall ill. Yeah, it's like airplane food. You know, they want yeah. you to very, you, very. You don't want to do it early on because then, yeah, you ruin the trip. You don't want to do it later on because then yeah. you're you're really really yeah. bad getting home. Yeah. Uh, well, then the answer is right because then the hotel's like, oh, we want to make sure that you guys don't get sick or anything like oh, that. Yeah. So the initial, you know, like ten day meal. You know, like nine out of it was just bland. Just making sure your stomach's okay, you're well yeah. adjusted. You and at the, at the place, the only sit down meal we had, we had like it was like beef and chicken, and I mean it was like oh, what it, you would it, get it, at a normal restaurant. Nothing fancy. Th- yeah. th- th- three courses were fish, if I remember correctly. That's true. I guess there was some fish. Yeah, you're right. There was fish there, and that was good. Except it was one of those restaurants that give you the teensy little, you know, little portion and so <laughs> yeah. forth. And yeah, which was fine. And, and, and I can and, complain. And it was about a hundred degrees the whole time. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, Humidity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, let, let's get out of here. Yep. Uh, that's enough food talk uh, for for this episode. Start and end on food. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Start and end on food. That's how we do it here. Uh, check back next week for your pick, fix of PC talk on the full nerd. Uh, to listen to us on the go, uh, please subscribe to us on your favorite uh, RSS feed 
catcher of choice. Uh, and if you do uh, use things like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, uh, one of those services, please give us a review. We would really appreciate it. And every time you do, Ian gets a warm home-cooked meal. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, you, you, you want him to... To, to get you know happy and healthy uh anyway thank you uh to mark for yeah, for sure. coming in check uh, out that service announcement tomorrow yeah yeah check it out and go check out all your awesome coverage for for innovation Thanks. we have more videos coming up uh that, that we need to get editing so we need to get out of here uh ian thank you so much for uh for coming on the show especially at the last minute i appreciate it and hopefully we get to see you again soon i'm not quite sure when but uh, de- de- December, I think I'm in town and uh, yep. get well soon, Brad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what uh, what do you have coming up on your channel? You want to pimp or, uh, you know, anything to, to show off? Uh, so uh, we've got some more episodes of the AI hardware show. Uh, I think at least two or three now have been edited. So so they're going live. Um, my, my video about Meteor Lake. We've got another video about Thunderbolt. Um, and we've actually got some sponsor, sponsored content coming down the pipe that's quite esoteric, about three or four different videos on different aspects of the semi-industry that are really exciting. So hmm. um, I've cool. really enjoyed doing those. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, on, on our side, uh, yeah, we have the stuff from Intel Innovation. We, we uh, There's a Meteor Lake video and then three interviews. You, you interviewed Michelle, mm-hmm. Michelle uh, from, from Intel. Yep. I interviewed Wendell and, and Patrick uh, from Serve the Home. Um, upcoming we, AI stuff, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next week, uh, we'll, we'll have the podcast like usual, and then, like I said, I'm planning a, a live build. Uh, with with this with this uh, mean piece of hardware. Yeah, <laughs> as long as I don't break it beforehand. Uh, yeah, plenty of other stuff coming up. More Falcon Northwest stuff. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Willis. Uh, thank you for dealing with the yeah. the restreaming buffering <laughs> stuff. We, we need to look into that. Yeah, uh, sorry, for, uh, everyone. Uh, so please uh, make sure to listen uh, again to the audio podcast uh, of this episode because it, it works. We're recording internally, so yeah, you know, it, it's a backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, t- take us out of here, uh, Willis, and we're done. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, again for uh, tuning in. Uh, again, sorry for the. Uh, Rebuffering. Uh, we gotta check our uh, internet providers. Uh, Christian Nolkin on a on a chat says, uh, "I think your internet provider needs to be slapped a few times." That's like we we, we gotta yeah we gotta find the source. But anyways, have a good rest of your day, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.